Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. And this podcast is all about a topic that I'm sure our listeners have been eagerly awaiting this episode. Maybe not specifically, but the, the byproduct of this news is that this is, the, this is the episode where we talk about the return to football. And Michigan football teams return to campus. I know throughout the past three months, there's been speculation. There's still speculation. I mean, no, we don't, nobody officially knows how the fans are going to be involved, which games might be rescheduled or canceled or swapped out for a different game. There's still a lot of unknowns, but the Michigan football team returns to campus this week. And so we'll start broad and then we'll get specific. Uh, there will be stories about this as well over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. But we actually, in addition to our discussion, myself and Steve's, Steve talked to tight end incoming um, freshman Matthew Hibner and and kind of kind of got his perspective of how Michigan has handled maybe not so much the return because they they don't you know that that part hasn't happened yet, but how the how the team and the coaches have handled the pandemic, the workouts, um, because that's a big part of it. I mean, this, this 2020 season is going to be so fascinating to me because on one hand, nothing might be different. It might just look the same. On the other hand, there were three months where players had to kind of do their own due diligence on what to eat, how to work out, you know, sleep habits, uh, general life habits. And, and, and there weren't coaches, there weren't spring practices, there weren't these plans. And so, Steve, first, let's talk about this six-week plan. There's a 24-7 sports story on it, um, but kind of basically saying voluntary workouts until mid-July. I'll get the exact dates in a moment. And then there's kind of like a, a required workouts slash walkthroughs with a ball, which is interesting. And then I believe it's like the first week of August is when the fall practices, the real practices, I guess is the way I would put it, officially start and it sounds like the season is just going to go on as scheduled so I guess your your thoughts on this plan several coaches have said the six-week plan it's what the NFL does it makes a lot of sense um, you know it has to be longer than other sports because it's not just hey make sure you're in cardiovascular shape you also have to make sure you're in quote-unquote football shape because you're taking hits you're delivering hits you're carrying I don't know 10 15 pounds of, of pads with you everywhere you go. So there's, there's different elements of it. And so I, I like the six week plan. I think it was the right move. Um, I guess, do you have any reaction opinion? It, it came out today. So I guess, um, what, what do you think when you look at that calendar? Uh, I think it's an optimal resolution, I guess, when you consider where things were maybe six weeks, eight weeks ago, you know, I think at that point, I think, this plan was probably about a best case scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's just a matter of making sure it's implemented properly. And the biggest, to me, the biggest thing is this, there's almost no doubt that, I mean, we've already seen it, that some players on some teams are going to test positive for this thing. The biggest question is going to be how each individual program, because I suspect I don't, there's no, not really going to be any, uh, you know, uh, nationwide guidelines on how you know each program is supposed to handle it I feel like that's one of the interesting things of this deal is that 
every program's got to kind of come up with their own way of like handling these situations. Uh, but that's going to be one of the interesting things to me is how it is handled uh, by program. Because like I said, I, I don't think there's any doubt that there'll be players across the country that asymptomatic or not are going to test positive for this thing. And, and it's, you know, that to me, the, the reaction to when those situations pop up, you know, may determine where this season goes. Right. You know, cause mm-hmm. if, if, if they, if, if players are showing up across the country in the next couple of weeks and you got 20, 30 teams that have players who are testing positive, I think, you know, you wonder if there's going to be some blowback as to, you know, is this really worth, you know, is it worth it? And, and so, but, but given where we're at now and this plan specifically the six week deal, I know in talking to a few people, this was the hope because six weeks is believed to be an ample amount of time to get right. these guys, not just in the football shape from a physical standpoint, but also, you know, ready to actually play in a game from an X's and O's standpoint, just the whole deal. You know, is it six weeks is an ample amount of time. It'll be a more of a, it'll be more of like a, you know, a crash course, I guess, probably the best way to say it. So uh, fascinating stuff, but I think it, again, I think it's the optimal deal here. And it's, like I said, I've been talking to a few different people. This was the hope. Uh, that they'd be able to get it into a six-week deal, get the guys back on campus, implement, you know, some sort of regimen, you know, as far as keeping players safe, but also getting them back to work and then getting them up to speed before a hopeful football season starts at the end of August, beginning of September. Right, right. So as of now, according to 24-7 Sports, and and other people had this too, but – there are no current changes to the FBS or FCS playing and practice season rules. So it, it's still scheduled to start September 5th. That can change. And I think you bring up a good point. It kind of is going to be a little bit of a wait and see if, if this is something that won't go away and we're and I think right now, if a couple players test positive, obviously that's, that's significant, but I don't think, it needs to be, you know, shut down completely. It's it's more once you start to get into mid July, if this is persisting, um, you know, knock on wood, hope it doesn't. But if it if it spreads within a team, then you start to wonder, okay, what are we doing here? But as of right now, games are scheduled. Then they have four weeks of practice. That's about what it normally is. I know they've kind of tinkered with the two a days, no two a days things like that, uh, kind of expanding and contracting the, the preseason window. And then they have two weeks, and I think this is interesting, uh, required summer access with walkthroughs and meetings, maybe again, 14 calendar days before the school's first permissible preseason practice date. So you can up, do up to 20 hours of count, countable athletic-related activities, including eight for weight training, conditioning, uh, film review, and then one hour of walkthrough with the ball, one hour per day, excuse me, one hour per day of walkthrough with the ball, one hour per day uh, for meetings. And so you can actually, I mean, this is, you're going to be able to, I think you're right. This is an ample time window. I don't think this is rushing it at all. And I guess that's where football is in a somewhat fortuitous situation on the surface is that, you know, it's not like basketball or hockey or baseball where they kind of have to have to cram this stuff a little bit. I mean, they can, they can take their time and, and I guess that's dependent on a few things. Um, 
but yeah, I think I know Josh Gaddis talked about the six week window. I, I believe Jim Harbaugh did as well. Drawing back to his NFL playing days seems, seems about right to me. Um, and so with that said, I guess we can move a little bit more toward the, toward the Michigan side of things. And, and I've talked about it on a previous podcast, you know, what is, what does it look like for a return first? Um, Gretchen Whitmer had to end the stay at home order. And then the second step was gyms have to be reopened. Now I'm curious uh, if Michigan has gotten a, what, what Michigan situation is in terms of, their gym being open because the university facilities also have to open up, whether that's just athletic facilities or not uh, might be, might be a little bit beyond what, what Steve and myself know. But what we do know is that Michigan is going to be returning players to campus this week and they will be beginning voluntary practices. If I'm not mistaken, June 15th, um, Steve, any, anything more to add there. Initially, it was a three-step process. You and I argued, I think, last episode in favor of opening up these gyms just because it's got to be safer than you know the local public gym in all these different players' hometowns where you don't know if they're following the rules. You don't know how big the gym is or how good the facilities are. You don't know who's been there. The football team, they can regulate. They can say, hey, you, know, you only can work out with your, with your housemates, the people that you're quarantining with, or hey, you're working out outside or, you know, we're spreading out. We're doing double the social distancing. They have a 32,000 square foot gym. They have what, three, four practice fields. And so to me, I I think it makes a lot of sense for them to open it up. Uh, They are returning to campus this week. Any, any insight that Hibner, you know, you don't necessarily want to steal his thunder, but any, anything else to add in terms of what a return to campus looks like for Michigan? Well, and they'll be tested too, right? Right. Is that every day? Do you know? I'm not sure how, I'm not sure about the frequency of the testing. I do know that they will be tested. So this isn't something him and I talked about, but I mentioned this on the site a few days ago. Uh, They have the option of returning on Wednesday, whether this is published on Monday or Tuesday, it'll still be in the future from whenever this podcast is published. So Wednesday is the day that they have the option of returning. Uh, those who return will be tested there in the next day. And I believe they are limited to only working out with, yes, like whoever else they share a uh, living quarters with, whether it's in a dormitory or a house or whatever. I believe that's the current plan. Now, the stuff I'm not sure about how they're going to do it is, yeah, are they going to stagger the workouts? You know, they because they do. They have more than enough space, like way more than enough space. And I suspect for Michigan specifically believed to be the largest weight room in the country. Yeah. And like you said, not to mention, not to the two, another thing to keep in mind, but you talked about the practice fields. A lot of that workout equipment is mobile and it can be moved outside Hmm. for them to do workouts outside. Now I'm not, not a hundred percent sure that you can just yank the squat racks out of the weight room and bring them out <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> there. But a lot of the stuff they have in there is stuff that you can pull in. And the other thing too, and this was something that Hibner and I touched on a little bit, but it applies to this here. One of the interesting things about this, and I suspected this would be the case, you know, was when they, the uh, weight, the 
strength and conditioning staff having to go through this, you know, had to really improvise with a lot of guys because, you know, not every guy had the same type of equipment and the same right. type of stuff to do workouts with. And it turned into a situation where a lot of guys were doing body weight style movements, you know, to kind of replicate and, and done in styles that could come as close to replicating a legit, you know, movement as they could. So, you know, I feel like there may still be some improvis- improv uh, on the strength and conditioning staff's part uh, throughout this process, even after the, the team is, is back on campus and stuff. But no, I fully agree. No, it's what it is. It's one area where there's no reason not to open things back up because yeah, a, they have the space. They also have the technology and the, the capability to test these guys consistently, you know, and as long as they, like I said, like, I think the key is keeping these guys separate until they've been tested enough times to say, okay, I think it's, I think it's safe that we, come out now and play, you know? And so right. uh, that to me is going to be the key, but no, interesting stuff. But yeah, I think Michigan's at, at, you know, a lot of the bigger schools have the advantage of the space. Right. And I think space is the key space and just, yeah, segmenting these wor- the workouts specifically in a, in, into a situation where you don't have 75 guys in the same room at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. And it is interesting. I, I love hearing those different stories about all the creative workouts. And I know Quiddy Pay mentioned he's putting, um, you know, he's filling up duffel bags with as much weight as he can, getting it up to like 50 pounds and using that. I know, I know Ronnie Bell mentioned um, he and his younger brothers are out there pushing cars. I, I tried that one. It's a good workout. I actually do recommend it, um, <laughs> you know, for real big on the quads and the, the calves and <laughs> <laughs> is that a humble but brag what do you what are you pushing uh honda well, civic it was a honda civic was it really <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know that oh, that's great <laughs> well you know i don't have a bigger car and, mm-hmm. and so i i, I could have done bigger if i if i needed to but um hey man a car maybe a, a humble car. brag no i was a little bit that's all right though no problem with that <laughs> but no i do like hearing these different stories i know um, when I was in Ann Arbor for, for part of this and, and the play, a lot of athletes were still around. I saw, um, some of the non-revenue sports were doing really interesting stuff. They were doing like relay races and they did like a relay race with like weight vests on. And, um, it was just getting, it was just interesting. Just, you know, seeing throughout this, all the creative ways, uh, one, one more question about Michigan. And this is, you know, Hibner will t- tell his side, but I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts, Steve is, kind of gauging how other teams are handling this engaging how Michigan is handling it. It seems like Michigan put together a pretty strong plan early on. I mean, they, they haven't there, they haven't necessarily had players talk about it as much as other teams, but you know, one thing that I know, uh, I believe it was Northwestern's offensive line coach. He talked about, he was most worried about nutrition and making sure players, I mean, they don't just go home and, and forget their nutrition plan. Like they're actually eating correctly. Um, I'm sure I know a lot of people in quarantine have eaten a little differently, you know, having maybe slightly more stressful lives or, or, you know, more, the kids are home, things like that. But, um, you know, nutrition is a key component. Strength training is a key component and you don't necessarily, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone outside of, you know, people who have full weight rooms in their, in their house is expecting to, gain weight or gain strength 
during this quarantine, but, but maintaining is key. And so that those are two components. And then another component is you miss out on the team building and team chemistry. Um, I know Ronnie Bell, there was a video of him practicing with Joe Milton, but most of the players, I, my, from my understanding, they haven't necessarily been able to practice as much together. So Steve, from what you've been able to gather, how, how would you assess how Michigan handled this? I mean, I, I, it did seem like the Zoom meetings were very productive. You know, the installs for offense and defense based on what Josh Gaddis and Don Brown had to say. But I'm curious, you know, any, any anecdotes or any notes that, that you would share in terms of Michigan did this right, did not do this right. One thing that I think helps is they have veteran leaders at every single position group. I mean, really, I guess quarterback is the only one that doesn't right. return at least one upperclassman starter or former starter or whatever. And so um, I think that helps. I think the, the amount of position battles, I'm doing a depth chart right now, I think, I think it helps to have that many position battles. Like running back, nobody wants to get outworked there. Quarterback, same deal. Offensive line, um, you know, defensive tackle, linebacker, uh, you know, in, in the secondary as well. Everyone wants to make that too deep. So I think that might help as well. But I guess your thoughts on these last three months and kind of where Michigan sits compared to which, where, where they could have sat had things been different. Uh, I mean, from what I've been told, I think the biggest thing for Michigan that seems to – again, you can't compare them to other programs. We don't really know what the other programs have been doing. But uh, the sure. level of detail and the – constant stream of communication between staff and player slash family, you know, cause it's, it's families are putting, sending their kids back to campus and sort of a foreign type situation, you know, with everything that's going on. So uh, communication with the family has been pivotal as well, but it appears Michigan has kind of gone uh, above and beyond in that regard, at least from what I've been told and who I've talked to, which it wasn't just Hibner. I mean, Hibner gave us some great stuff, but, uh, yeah, the Zoom meet, like they've had their uh, sort of film room type meetings and stuff, uh, you know, really. But the, to me, I think the biggest constant has been, you know, if I had a question or if I needed something, not only was, you know, was somebody available for these guys, but they were given some kind of an answer, you know. And so I feel like Michigan's level of detail here has been really, really good. Uh, we'll see if the plan is implemented the way that they hope to, you know, I think one thing to, to know, I don't think we already talked about this. Uh, Harbaugh last Saturday had a 90 minute and the other members of the staff were involved, but uh, a 90 minute zoom call with as many of the families of the players uh, as that could be available. It uh, seems like on. a long meeting. Doesn't it, it does. And so I, but I think the, the emphasis was on the details of, you know, basically saying we're going to do everything we possibly can to keep your kids as safe as possible throughout this. You know, basically, like, we know what, what's going on, what we're up against in this situation, and, and we're going to try to do it things as, as, you know, and I'm assuming he laid out, you know, yeah, like you said, 90 minutes. I assume they laid out pretty much every detail of how they're going to do it. And uh, so kind of, like, illustrates what I've been told before, you know, about how, you know, the attention to detail and the constant communication were two big, big things that uh, I was told by it's like four or five different sources, I suppose, you know, as far as what Michigan was doing well 
throughout this time. Cause yeah, you know, like you mentioned the Northwestern offensive line coach, you know, with the strength and the, the nutrition and stuff, you know, it's one of those things I definitely think Michigan was on top of it with the nutrition aspect really just becomes a question of the willpower right. uh, of each guy. And, and like you said, though, it is weird where Michigan is in a position that, yeah, a lot of guys have a chance to play a lot this year who maybe didn't play last year or played a little bit but didn't have that big opportunity where you got to think the drive, you know, is, is strong in a lot of situations to, to push through and, you know, get through it or whatever. So, again, surface – level view it feels like Michigan has at least done a good job of getting things up to this point now like we kind of talked about earlier it just depends on how the plan is implemented and and how they react to I don't know any uh ripples in the water or something like Mm -hmm. that as you would say you know I think that's going to be the big question now all right well with that I think I think you and I are done and we can turn it over to your interview uh with Matthew Hibner Uh, and we're back from the break. Uh, special guest today. I think it's our first, definitely the first signee interview we've done uh, on the podcast. Uh, bringing in, I, I called him, I, I told him before we clicked record, I was going to refer to him as Mr. 1000. It's a Virginia four-star, Michigan, soon to be officially a Michigan Wolverine, uh, Matthew Hibner. Uh, bumped up almost 1,000 spots in our 24-7 sports rankings uh, throughout the recruiting process. Uh, our uh, regional, or one of our national analysts, Charles Power, very, very high on, uh, on your abilities. So uh, welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for coming on. How's, the, uh, how's everything been going? I, I, you know, we kind of want to go with a, more of a discussion as far as, you know, Everything with the virus, it's changed everything for everybody, obviously. But for you guys, it's a, for the signees, really weird situation. Kind of first off, just give me sort of a, a bird's eye view of what you've been doing since, we'll say about March or whatever, when this started as far as your uh, workout regimen and just how things have been going. Yeah, well, just to start, I want to say I appreciate you having me on the, on the podcast. And um, uh, just from a bird's eye view um, since quarantine really started, uh, it's been a lot of, uh, independent, um, kind of work on your, on your own, obviously, as, as we can't all be on campus or, uh, working with anybody, but, um, at the same time, it's, it's almost like independent work and, and a lot of the responsibility falls on you, but you're still able to, you still have all the resources of missioning that you need. And, and really, if you have any questions or, um, anything you, you want to learn about at all, you can just hit up any, any coach or anyone you need at Michigan and, and they're right there. They, they've been with me through the, the entire process. So um, really it's felt, um, it's felt almost like it, it's like almost productive for us compared to other teams, maybe um, just how Michigan sort of taken advantage of the situation. Um, I've been working out uh, with Michigan through their programs and, and same thing with nutrition. So, um, so far, I mean, it's, it's all been pretty, pretty good. Obviously it's not an ideal situation, but I think we're making the best, uh, the best of it. So when you say, so it's, it's a deal where I assume you can call coach Moore, coach Gaddis, whoever, whenever you need yeah. them and, and with questions and that type of deal. So with the workouts, have you actually done like a, have, I don't remember the rules are, uh, do you do virtual workouts with the coaches at all? Or is it a situation where they, 
they, they're sending you the stuff that you need to do and then you go out and do it on your own? Yeah, so we've um, started off, uh, they kind of gave us different things we can be doing um, without a virtual workout. Um, but um, starting uh, this week, actually, the beginning of this week, we started doing um, virtual workouts where we had a strength coach on the Zoom call and he was able to watch us uh, do whatever workout they had us doing. Um, and it's voluntary workouts, but, uh, sure. I mean, I've, I've been doing it because, um, obviously I want to take advantage of everything I can. And it's been nice having a coach to be able to critique technique and just make sure you're doing everything right. So were you able to get, so are you able to get like, I know the schools are all closed, but did you have like a local gym or like, uh, did you have to buy your own weights? Like, how did you kind of get, you know, cause you know, you guys future D one athletes here aren't lifting tiny weights. I mean, you guys have a lot of weight you got to throw around to get bigger and get faster, get stronger. Uh, how did you kind of go about getting the equipment or finding the resources necessary to do some of this stuff? Right. Uh, well, fortunately for me, um, my family, my father in particular, he had just invested in a, a squat rack and kind of the basic fundamental things for lifting sure. uh, in my garage. So I had a bench and a barbell and a kind of adjustable dumbbells. Um, and then once quarantine started and gyms closed down, um, he was actually able to borrow uh, a few weights from his work uh, where he works at. So we had enough weight, fortunately. So it was, it was almost like an at-home gym. Not not all the equipment and everything, no, no like specific uh, exercises. But um, as far as all the basics, I had all the resources I need. Sure. Well, that's good then. And so from Michigan's standpoint um, and, and from your experience with them throughout this, how were like – how easily do you feel like they were able to adapt to, I mean, did it turn into a thing where you think kind of everybody was maybe doing their own custom thing based on what you guys had? I mean, did you have to talk to coach Herb or, or anybody else on the staff to say, Hey, this is what I have. You know, this is what I'm going to have to work with throughout the, throughout the spring. I mean, we have to adapt to work out to this. Is that kind of how it was approached? Yeah. The strength and conditioning coaches did a really good job of, being able to adapt based on what you had and, and every exercise that they gave us um, was one that could be changed or um, had like a variable based on whether you had equipment or whether you didn't. So it was like, um, let's say you had like a back exercise, sure. they would give you the option with, you know, a barbell and weight or the body weight kind of variable, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it modified a, whatever you had then. Um, yep. Do you, did you see like legit, I mean, I'm assuming you saw results. How, how legitimate do you feel like the results were compared to maybe what you would have done, you know, if you'd had all your, maybe your high school resources or something like that, I assume it went well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say it's pretty consistent with what I would have gotten out of, you know, going to a gym or a high school gym or whatever. Um, just as far as the workouts being pretty much the same. I mean, obviously there's a few like pieces of equipment that, you know, like, let's say like a calf raise machine, you can't do that, but it's, it's pretty easy to find it, especially with the resources in Michigan. It's pretty easy to be able to find the uh, different exercises that hit the same muscles. So. Sure. Absolutely. Now give me a little bit of the process for you going forward. You're going to be in Ann Arbor very, very, very shortly here. Uh, kind of give me as, as far as you know, uh, what the process is supposed to be for you and your fellow freshmen, or actually just, you know, the team as a whole, I'm guessing, the guys coming back, kind of give me some insight from your end as far as what they've been telling you is how they're going to handle the process 
with the virus and, and having you guys back and how to keep you guys safe as possible? Yep. So um, as far as I know, we're going to, um, the team um, is going to pretty much check in on the 15th. Um, and on, on the 15th is we're going to get tested immediately as soon as we get there. Um, and then as soon as we get tested on the 15th, we're going to go uh, back to wherever we're going to be living at. And we're going to be quarantined for, uh, I think, two days until the results come back. And then as long as everything comes back clean and we're good, um, we're going to go on ahead with um, basic evals uh, as far as like nutrition, conditioning and strength. And then I think we're just going to go from there. But everything's going to be um, following guidelines. So it's going to be whatever they have to do with social distancing and still they're going to follow all those guidelines. Um, I'm not too sure what they are specifically, but sure. it's going to be a lot different than I think normal workouts would be. Usually it's going to be like small group. Um, I think they might have to bring the equipment outside if, if they have to, but um, they're, they're easily adapting. Um, I mean, they have guys working around the clock just to figure out what they can do to make sure we're in the best situation possible. Sure. So I know that, uh, I believe it was Saturday. Coach Harbaugh, I miss, was your family involved? There was a the big Zoom call with the families and stuff. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, are you like, what's your emotional state right now? Are you, I, I know you're excited to get there. No doubt about that. Are you a Absolutely. little tentative, a little nervous about just because of everything that's going on? Or do you feel really comfortable with where everything's at? Um, I'm pretty comfortable just because, um, as I mean, as far as communication, uh, all the coaches and staff at Michigan have been really like open and, and very informative. I've had multiple Zoom, Zoom calls where they're just kind of going over how it's going to work and what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know everything and all the specifics. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's going to be different things that come up that no one really expected. Um, I mean, you look at Alabama where they had like the five positive cases. Right, right. And I'm sure they didn't expect that either. But um, I think at the same time, um, Michigan's kind of planning for that. So, um, yeah, I'm a little tentative just because I know it's going to be different, uh, not just for me going in as a freshman, but for everyone. Right. Because things are just different now. Um, but um, it's, it's a lot less tentative than I think I would be if they didn't communicate so well. Sure. Absolutely. Now, last couple quick things. One of the biggest thing I want to ask you, because I don't, I don't know if I talked to you after you committed or not. Um, what for the, you, the recruiting process was a little bit different for you than a lot of guys, as far as, you know, Michigan offered and it was pretty much over at yeah. that point, at least it felt like it. Um, what made it so easy for you to, to end things when you did? And, uh, you know, what made Michigan so such an easy choice for you? Um, I mean, it pretty much came down for me just kind of generalizing. Uh, it was pretty much the academics um, and then looking at athletics and then um, obviously visiting and, and being able to see what it felt like being on campus and kind of having that family feel and obviously um, being able to build relationships with coaches and uh, I mean, Michigan for me, it just seemed like kind of, I mean, that was it. I mean, it wasn't going to get better than that when it comes to the athletics, the academics and the relationships I was building with coaches. Was, was coach Sharon more the, the main point guy for you the, the entire time? Yeah. Um, coach Partridge um, came well, down. Right. Before that's, right. Ole Miss, that's right. And yep. he, he, yeah, he originally recruited me, but then coach Moore um, came down to watch me work out and he was the one who offered me. And then he was there throughout my uh, official visit. 
Now, I know every guy wants to come in and make an impact right away. Feels like there's an opportunity there. I mean, you know, we have uh, uh, Nick's back, Eubanks is back, Eric All. A lot of is expected of him. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker had a good year last year, but they usually like to travel four guys. Uh, do you feel pretty comfortable in, in maybe getting a legitimate opportunity this year based on what you've talked to the coaches about? Um, I mean, nothing based on what I've talked with the coaches. They're really um, kind of just waiting to see what happens. Um, I, I mean, I haven't even been told uh, whether they think I'm going to redshirt or not just because right. he's not sure he wants to see me work first. Um, but I do feel like uh, if I can go in and, and put on some weight early um, and just kind of hopefully dive right in throughout, throughout this quarantine and I hope I just hope it doesn't like kind of slow down the whole process of like coming together as a team if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, but but we'll see. I mean, obviously I'm going to put in the work and, and work as hard as I can, but um you know whatever happens happens. Sure. Absolutely. Well, hey man, all we needed today. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show and uh Absolutely. Obviously wishing you the best of luck and uh yeah, more than you. anything safety. Uh, in traveling to Ann Arbor and then also after you get there and stuff. So uh, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. I appreciate that too. Yep. Absolutely. Now. All right. Thanks so much to, to Steve for putting together and conducting that interview. And thanks to, thanks to Matt, man. That's like, that's a kid who is uh he's media ready. I can't wait for him to get on campus just from a reporter standpoint in the sense that we get to cover him. I mean, you know, some, some players really like and embrace the media and understand the, the kind of our our side of things and and you know what we're trying to provide for the fans and and some players it's it's not for them uh not a big deal either way but I do I mean just listen to him I'm like man I'd love to love to pick his brain in a press conference and kind of get his thoughts on things and um you know he rose a thousand spots in the rankings so clearly clearly he's a player I in our rankings I should say so clearly he's a player that 24/7 sports analysts are are very high on. We've written about that and his rise and everything. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, be sure to rate it, subscribe it, tell your friends about it. Uh, love love to see this podcast continue to grow. If you want to read more about either the return to campus or other Michigan football topics, be sure to check out the michiganinsider.com and michigan.247sports.com for Steve Renz, Matt Hibner, uh, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. We'll see you next time.